What doesn't kill you makes you strong. Welcome to episode 8 of the WebJoy podcast. I'm your host, Eddie. In this podcast, we interview guests about their origin story and what makes them excited and joyful to be part of the tech community. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, Like a Big Experiment, with Grace Ling. Hi, Grace. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Eddie. Thanks so much for bringing me on. I'm honored. We're honored you decided to join us. If you don't mind, just give a brief introduction about yourself to the community, who you are, what you do, where you work, just some general details. Yeah, for sure. My name is Grace, and full-time, I'm a product designer at Electronic Arts. And for fun, I run an almost 40,000-member community called Design Buddies, which are started during the pandemic as a student. And I like to draw, swim, run, hike, travel. I do a lot of things for fun and experimenting with different things. Awesome. That sounds great. Sounds like you stay pretty busy. <laughs> yeah, I like doing a lot of random things all at the same time. I think that's what personally they think makes it fun. That's great. Yeah, it kind of gives you a fuller experience rather than just focusing in on one thing where you can get locked into. Oh yeah, I tend to do all of it at the same time because I tend to get bored if I focused on just one thing. <laughs> I can definitely connect with that personally. I oftentimes try to pick up too many things at the same time, which sometimes backfires. Oh yeah, I can definitely relate as well. It's all like designing and seeing what your threshold is and iterating from there. Nice. I love that. So how did you get in into tech? What's the short version of your story? I had a lot of career pivots. It all started with just like me wanting to experiment with a lot of different things. Growing up, I was born and raised in Silicon Valley, so all surrounded by tech. And I didn't want to go into tech, actually. I wanted to become an anime artist and a professional runner. I played a lot of games and running for a huge part of my life. I ran cross-country and track very competitively throughout high school and college. I went to nationals a couple of times, and that inspired me to study bioengineering in college because I wanted to learn how to biohack myself to run faster. And I thought bioengineering <laughs> would help me unlock that knowledge. So that's like literally my goal. And I want to, on the side, become an anime artist and continue and just try to run professionally. Um, after a few internships in bioengineering, my favorite part of that, I worked with cell culture, was taking photos of the cells, or you might call them selfies, because cells. Um, and I, awesome. I didn't enjoy any lot of work. I just like taking them selfies um, of my cells. And I felt like it wasn't the path I wanted to be, because it wasn't giving me energy. I've always loved video games, so I decided to pivot into computer science. My college major was bioengineering and computer science and engineering, and that's what inspired me to study, because I just wanted to make games. So I studied computer science, did a few internships in game dev, and that's how I discovered level design. Initially, I wanted to become a, like a virtual reality level designer, but I feel like that was such a specific job and I was graduating from undergrad and couldn't find that many entry-level jobs. So I decided to look at different job titles, like top tech companies are hiring for, and I saw a lot of product designs. I was like, oh, what's that? And I did a bunch of Googling, joined a bunch of communities, and did a few projects designing websites, apps. I was like, oh, this is really fun. And I feel like the skills I learned 
really translate across like global design, user experience and all of that. And so that's actually how I got into UX product design. So I graduated from undergrad in June of 2019 and then started a master's actually after because I had no idea what I wanted to do in life. So I literally bought myself more time to figure it out through my master's in computer science engineering. I was like, kind of want to do everything. So I'll just take it slowly and, and I wanted to have more time to develop my portfolio. And so around that time, I was stuck between, do I want to do game dev, developments, or UX design, level design, game design, had no idea. So I started learning more and more about product UX design. I found it was pretty enjoyable. I really love solving problems and learning about the business side and the user side and working with product, engineering, research, and all those nice people. So I decided to pivot into that. My transition to design was actually pretty rough because it was during COVID and I was applying to a bunch of internships and a lot of were closing their internship program and stuff. So I started networking on LinkedIn and I reached out to my current director at EA and that's how I got an internship and I got a full-time offer and December 2020, and it's been great. I'm continuing my master's studies part-time and graduating just last week and being promoted two weeks ago as well. So it's been fun. It's been a journey of like trying new things, seeing what gives me energy, seeing what I'm good at, and seeking the opportunities that are available. So much at one time, getting promoted in your current position and graduating and all of that at one time. That's super exciting. <laughs> Thank you. You were tossing around a couple things like game development, product design, what pulled you in the direction of design and has you the most excited and interested in product design right now? Yeah, I feel like it's like everything at once because I'm learning a lot about the business side, the product side, the technical side, the user experience side, and what I want to do in my life. And thanks to EA, I got to work on a lot of really interesting marketing and player experience products that impact millions of players. So I thought it was really fun seeing what products I could build and the day-to-day -day life of working with so many different types of people and learning all these skills and trying to build a product together. I thought it's fun. Just keep building on stuff and solving problems. That's really awesome. You mentioned all these different things that you do and, you know, juggling them and figuring out how many things you can do without overwhelming yourself. That's what we wanted to talk about today and kind of the topic of joy is, right, you mentioned you wanted to talk about the topic of designing your life. Can you talk to me about what does that mean to you and what have you thought about as you've tried to design your life and fit things together? Yeah, I think of designing my life as like a big experiment of seeing what brings me joy and what I like to do and what I'm good at and just trying a lot of things out and being with testing stuff because as a designer or as myself, I used to feel like I needed to be perfect. I need to wait for the perfect time. I asked for permission to make sure everything's pixel perfect, but then that really helped me back from actually executing things. And so I think of myself as having discovery and just testing things out and seeing what I like the most and what I'm good at to see what I can make the most impact and going from there and like having no finish line. So it's also having an infinite mindset of just trying things out and seeing what works and what doesn't work and iterating from there keep improving instead of worrying about being perfect on the first try so seeing designing my life is like building or like designing a product and collecting data and using that to keep improving it awesome that sounds very exciting you're passionate about so many different things right i mean you were interested in biohacking you've gotten to programming design work artwork in anime i feel like a lot of these things 
if someone kind of fits the mold of an artist, they may not think about going into programming. Or if you're programming, you may not think about going into design. What was it that kind of helped you discover which things you were passionate about, even though they were so different than the other things that you were engaged in and interested in? Yeah, that's actually something that helped me back for a while because I feel like I can only be one. I can either be art or engineer. I can't be both. But I feel like designing your life also comes with discovering who you are and not molding yourself to other stereotypes you might see out there and being not afraid to break stereotypes so you can pursue what gives you personally the most joy without worrying about what other people think of you or how other people might fit you into a box and just going from there, designing your own journey without following any like stereotypical path or path that was taught to you when you're really young. I think a lot of us, all of us really, can easily feel like we need to fit into this box that people give us. I know I've struggled with that as I'm a developer, but I don't always fit the mold of a developer. In many jobs, I've ended up kind of being a bridge between design and development because like I can't really design from scratch, but I understand the thinking of a product designer, even though I'm a developer, which kind of puts me at odds with myself at time. And I'm sure you have struggled with that as well, being in product design and computer science. So it's interesting to struggle with that and figure out who we are, despite the boxes that people want to put us in. Yeah, I agree. I feel like that held me back for a long time for pursuing anything creative because I felt like I'm a computer science student, I should be technical, I shouldn't be interested in these things, but at the end of the day, there's not really any instruction manual to life, it's however you make it. When you start to get into something new, and you're breaking out of your box and saying, hey, I'm interested in this thing over here, I'm going to try that out, how do you get started? Because I know that can be intimidating to enter an area that you're not necessarily comfortable or have experience in. Yeah, that's actually a really common struggle that I've dealt with because I pivoted careers so many times. So it's always a struggle if you're like, like a beginner, but also knowing that you're in this for a long run, like that feeling of being a beginner is only um, temporary. You'll only have to experience it once. And it's always fun to learn because I feel like when I'm learning, I'm growing and I'm improving. And so that feeling, that excitement of learning new things is what keeps me going. That's awesome. Rather than learning being something that's intimidating and something that you have to do, instead that's the activity of fun that you can embrace and you can just enjoy that as an action in itself. Yeah, it's like an opportunity to improve yourself because I also struggled a lot with imposter syndrome, especially growing up in high school. People would ask me like, yo, what's your GPA and what are your test scores? So that was the kind of environment that I was most used to growing up. And so it's always like comparing with others, like especially as a runner, people compare you in your times with other people. So that was always in my head. But letting go of comparing myself to others, instead of seeing others as competition, I see them as inspiration or how can we work together instead of trying to one up each other and stuff. I love the idea of switching that because imposter syndrome, it, it affects all of us. And it really does come down to the fact that if you're not looking at any other people, if you're not comparing yourselves against others, you'll never truly feel like an imposter. I love the other fact here. You're talking about trying new things and learning and feeling imposter syndrome. And it's funny because for me, I feel like those two really overlap. Do you feel imposter syndrome more when you're in a new territory, when you're exploring something new than when you're in something that you've been in for a while? 
In the recent few months, I don't feel that much imposter syndrome or I don't feel any. And the reason is I just stopped caring about things I can't control. I used to care a lot about what other people thought of me, but then I can't control it. And it's not my life goal to please everyone because that's impossible. So I stopped chasing that. And then I realized I can just not care about a lot of things by just like simply changing my mindset. It, it's not like I just woke up one day and decided, oh yeah, I don't care anymore, but it's a process that I'm learning. It's like whenever I feel like an imposter, I was like, wait, I don't care about this because there's something I can do about this. Why don't I like, focus on what I can control? So I guess that's how I overcame imposter syndrome, like my way, but I feel like everyone has their own different ways, but that's what worked for me. That's really great. So. As a community, we love to support each other. I'd love to hear if there's anything that the community can do to support you or anything that you're involved in that you'd like to share with the community. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Design Buddies is actually a community I founded on my design journey when I was being lost in my career. I created this random Discord server called Design Buddies when I was bored in class. And Two years later, it's grown to almost 40,000 members. And our goal is to help designers level up in their career. And this means meeting other designers, connecting with people, finding job opportunities, accessing resources to help with leveling up in your career. And so it's definitely 100% free. And I do this just for fun, along with other friendly team members as well. So yeah, y'all welcome to join us. First of all, wow, like mind blown. I have a hard time wrapping my mind around 40,000 thousand like when did you all start this april 10th 2020 is, is our birthday wow how did you all get that much attention and grow as a community so quickly in only a little bit over two years yeah a big part of it is just us doing it just for fun and not really have any like end goal and also me just not being afraid to like experiment with things and encouraging other people to experiment and just keep launching and keep learning and keep iterating and not being able to fail. So it's like how I designed my life is how I designed with design buddies and then taking opportunities and evaluating them as they come and seeing what works, what doesn't. Before this, I had almost zero experience with community building, let alone like project management. I was a student. I was like deep in class. So I had no experience in business, any legal stuff, any management stuff. That's a big part of it as well. So I didn't let that stop me from creating a community. I just took that as an opportunity, like, oh, I can learn. Might as well impact other people at the same time, like win-win for both of us. So it's kind of like my big playground, I guess, as a life experiment, but also an opportunity for me to be able to impact thousands of people and help them improve in their design skills and even land a lot of jobs. That is awesome. What do you all do as a community that helps people level up their career? Do you have certain kind of content available? Is it about people meeting together and being mentored or peer conversations? What do you all do? All of that, actually. We host a lot of events, have resources, have content. I've been getting into talking stuff. And we also have a job board. We have a network of hiring managers and companies looking to hire. And we also have people conversing with each other, like peers, connecting with peers, and also upcoming mentorship program. We also partner with a lot of design education programs with bright scholarships that are free for the community, especially for design buddies. So we're always experimenting with things. So things might look different like a few months from now. Whatever it takes to just be happy and make people have fun while leveling up in their design careers. Also, we invest a lot of time in our branding. And so we have a nice mascot called Fluffle, which is kind of like Clippy from Microsoft Word, but <laughs> it's like your guide to design. <laughs> we just 
just love personifying things and making things fun and adding some spice to life. A big part of me growing up was I was always really intimidated about the workplace because I thought you had to be like super professional, wearing suits and stuff. For me, I've always liked to be playful and just like chill. So I want to bring that energy to the design and tech community as well with Design Buddies. And that's like our long-term, my long-term vision with why I decided to go with all these bright pastel colors and bunnies and our branding. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. I love when we can have things personified. I definitely have always liked MailChimp having the monkey and everything. I like when there is a personified mascot that's friendly and engaging. And of course, who doesn't love Clippy? Yeah, I like Wumpus from Discord. It's like a mascot that represents them. And Fuffle, the definition, the English definition is like a group of bunnies. So it represents like everyone, the group of design buddies or design bunnies. <laughs> that is so awesome. I love that. So if anyone is interested in checking out Design Buddies, we'll have the link in the show notes. So feel free to go over there and click on that. At the very least, to understand the exact scale of what Grace is talking about, because she makes it all sound so easy. I looked at all the photos of the people involved in actually making this thing happen. And there's a ton of people. So if nothing else, go over and look at that page to understand exactly what all is happening. It's incredible. And then yeah, if it interests you, sign up and get involved. Yeah, definitely. And also thanks to all of our friendly team members for making all this possible because definitely I like to also try to give leadership opportunities to other people as well so they can put on your resume. I can write them a letter rec. So it's been really fun being able to give leadership opportunities to other people while growing design buddies and just helping everyone have fun at the same time. So definitely check out our page. We have a lot of teams and a lot of friendly people who are also helping us out. That's great. That's one thing that throughout all the episodes I've been noticing is there are a lot of really amazing communities, whether in the developer space with Free Code Camp to in the design space with Design Buddies. So I love that this podcast is a platform where everyone can find out about all the really friendly, fun communities to be a part of because uh, sometimes it's hard to find them. You know, a lot of communities can be toxic. And so it's nice to find the good ones to be involved in. Actually, one of the big reasons why I started Design Buddies is when I was starting a design, I found a lot of design communities at that time that I was particularly in. Not very friendly. I felt like really intimidated. And to me, they seemed a little bit elitist. So I'll just create my own community and just make some friends and be wholesome. I feel like there's people out there who don't like to be elitist and lo and behold, it went viral. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's also like solving a problem. It's another like UX project <laughs> for me. Yeah, for real. Because it's like, oh, surely someone else wants a community that isn't elitist and wants to have fun. And it turns out, yeah, actually, the majority of people want that. There's just a small minority that think it in their head that they want to be elitist and they get drawn to those communities. Thank you for joining us and chatting today. It's been really fun, Grace. Yeah, thanks for having me on. This was fun. I appreciate it. Thanks for joining us for episode eight like a big experiment with grace ling you can find out more about grace on her website or on her twitter at grace leaf underscore you can find links to everything we talked about in this episode as well as a link to grace's website and twitter in the show notes if you enjoyed this episode help others discover it as well by rating and reviewing it in your favorite podcast directory and don't forget to follow us on twitter at WebJoyFM. Thank you for listening and have a great day.
next episode on WebJoy. Front end as an example, like it, pretty much our entire tool chain is all open source. Started off with stuff like Browserify, Browser Sync, and then we have Webpack, and we've got stuff like Parcel, Babel, Rust is open source. All these things, they're literally all open source. And you can see that it's actually pushed forward tool chains and development through all that collaboration because all of that code was put out there, you know? So I really like that about it. But another aspect, which gets back to people is I really like interacting with the developer community. It's something I enjoy a lot, you know, by having all that out there, it's a great way where people can also learn. Maybe they realize it, but they forget sometimes. You literally have all this code out here. You're trying to learn something, you know, you want to figure out how something bundles, go look in a bundler project. The code is literally all there. I think those are kind of the things that bring me joy, at least right now in, in my career. We're Like Detectives with Nick Taylor.